We're live. We're live. Okay. Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our minds. Episode two. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Here we are again. Here we are. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little less chit-chatty today. We have a real subject that we were asked to talk about multiple times. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to do our salty sweets, but um, we're talking about traveling on a budget. Yeah. Which was repeatedly asked as soon as the podcast started. Yes. So, we're traveling on talk a budget. about it. Because the budget is real. Yeah. So... <laughs> But before we get into that, let's do our salty sweets. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. So my, I guess I'll do my salty first. Okay, let's hear <clears> it. It's trigger warning. <laughs> um, m- toxic masculinity. I can't, okay. I can't wait. <laughs> so just to give you some context, I live in Lancaster. It's a pretty urban city, but this experience I had was in a place outside of the city, Um, and it was a pretty regular place where people should just have a normal interaction, Okay. slash no one should really be approaching you. So, I'm with my mother, Okay. and we have this, like, tradition where we go back to school shopping, but it's not really back to school shopping. (laughs) We just love that time of the year, so we get together (laughs) around the time the school's about to start, and, like, I might pick up, like, maybe a top... For work that, you know, whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. your mom also worked at a school. <laughs> yes. So for both of you, it's kind of like She has the season. collegiate school year. Yeah. And I have the public school. Did she work during the summers? Yes, but limited hours. Like, right. she was always off, like, Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah. Okay. And it was great because I would get to visit my family members over the summer, but then I would have mm-hmm. that extended weekend with her, and childcare was, I think, a lot easier in the summer for her. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. So she's worked at a college forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she took the day off. She came down to Lancaster. We just, like, made a day of it, as we mm-hmm. do. It's, like, our tradition. Oh, she came here? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So we were shopping in this sort of shopping complex north of the city. It's not in the city at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like... <clears throat> okay. Long story short, <clears throat> we're having a grand old time. And we're sort of... When we talk, we get into it. So <laughs> while we're shopping, we're, like, talking about really deep stuff. Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, um, we're having this conversation and obviously like we're both at our two cars. She's going to leave. Now I'm going to go home. Okay. We're in the old Navy parking lot. Yeah. Big public space. Uh huh. Shops everywhere. And we're trying to tie up our conversation. But of course, like I'm leaned up against my car hood. She is too. And we're just like talking Mm -hmm. and we're closing the conversation. And next thing I know, a man... A big man, mm-hmm. tall, strong man, mm-hmm. very intimidating, aggressive body language. Okay. Interrupts the two of us uh-huh. and was just like, I'm really sorry I have to do this, but I was driving by and I thought you looked really cute and I wanted to introduce myself and it give you my number. To you. To me. But the way that he did it was extremely aggressive. He his, oh. he literally interjected, like, put himself between... His body, like, in between yes. your conversation with and, your mom. like, 
I'm not even going to get into it. I'm just going to explain the situation. Okay. And my reaction to that is, uh, and I, at the, at that point I had like a fight or flight situation. I just uh-huh. sort of like froze. Yeah. Which is the natural reaction. Yeah. And I was just like, uh. Right. And I like lock eyes with my mom. Like I peer over this guy's like huge shoulder and I go like, uh, mm, like, and he, and then he just starts rattling on about like how, um, I, he just thought I was so pretty and that he was driving by and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then he was talking about, <laughs> he was just like, you look like you would be, I've already said, he was like, I bet you're a, a social worker or something like that. He was like, you look like a kind face, like yada, yada, yada. Like you look like you work in this profession. What's your profession? What the heck? And I'm thinking to myself in my, in my fight or flight situation is one, I really want to tell this guy off. Like, yeah, you have no right. To do this. Yeah. In a public space like this. We're not at a bar. Right. We're in a parking lot. Yeah. And he... Anyway, I'm thinking in my brain, like, I really want to tell this guy off, but he's huge. Mm-hmm. And also, he's obviously very aggressive. So, like, I don't want to set this guy off. Yeah. And potentially, like, have something happen where he gets mad or whatever. So, I'm feeling kind of, like, in danger. Yeah. And also, like, my mom is there. Uh So my mom has to witness her daughter being aggressively approached by a man. Right. So my poor mom's watching this go down, and she's just like, well, we're going to, like, we're going to go. And I'm like, yeah. And he was just like, well, let me give you my number. Um, And I was like, I have a boyfriend. Sorry. And as I'm opening the car door... And he's just like, well, I could keep you busy when he's away, blah, blah, blah. Ew! With my mother there. Oh, yeah, and he also says something like, what are you guys, sisters? And my mom's like, ugh. <laughs> like, nice try, yeah. buddy. And it was just so, I felt so uncomfortable. I felt yeah. scared. I felt intimidated. He was literally, like, physically Hulking and over. imposing yes. on you. Yes. And ugh. and I felt really awkward because my mom's there. Like, yeah. And I was glad that she was because, honestly, like, if a guy approached yeah, me by myself... I would have been terrified. Yeah. So I felt bad for her because she had to see this happen. Oh, and we, and I was just like, no. So I slammed the door. But, like, then we're both sitting there. We both lock our car doors. And he, like, walks away, whatever. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, oh, my God. My mom calls me immediately. She was like, what the heck was that? And I was like, I don't know. Let's get out of here. Follow me. So I, we drive to Barnes & Noble just to, like, go somewhere else mm-hmm. in public. But then I'm thinking, is this guy going to follow me? Is this guy, this guy knows my license plate number. Like, all these thoughts go through your head that may be, like, a little bit paranoid. Uh Uh-huh. But. But you still think about him. You have to think about him. Yeah. Because it's your life. Right. Um, and so anyway, I just had this, and this guy was, like, so strong looking. And then afterwards, my mom and I were at Barnes & Noble just, like, fuming. Yeah. It's like, I cannot believe that he thought that he had the. Right. Like, like he had the right this to just like come sense in. of ownership of yeah. you. It wasn't like he came up to you and said, "Hey, excuse me, like, you know, I couldn't help but notice. I think you're really cute. Would you mind if I gave you my number?" He said, "Excuse me, I have to interrupt you, and I have to give you my number. Excuse me, like, not to mention, I, like, know, like, guys should feel free to ugh. approach women, mm-hmm. but there's a way to do it. And yeah. literally, his leading thought was, "I have to I interrupt have to. you," and also. It's literally based on my appearance. He has no idea who yeah. I am at all. Yeah. Why would I mention someone who's literally just attracted to me from across the parking lot? Right. Who the hell are you? Right. But it was an extremely infuriating it's experience. So uncomfortable. Ugh. 
Well, my salty is much more mild. Um, <laughs> well, a light salting. Oh my god. So, if you remember from a past episode, my blog got hacked mm-hmm. a few months ago. And so the way I found out was like in it was in my London blog post. I realized there was a whole section I had not written. And but it, it sounded like your voice. Sounded like my right. voice Which a little so bit. Which is so creepy. So creepy. And it had a link to a spammy website. So this summer I got an email from someone saying like, hey, I saw that you linked to our service in your blog. Um, but would you mind switching out the link to this other link? And I was like, I don't remember talking about this. So again, I go to the blog post they're referencing and there's a weird section that I didn't write and it's linking to this like car service and I ended up writing back to the guy and said, hey, um, I actually didn't write that and I've removed it from my site. So like, I'm sorry, but how are these people doing this? I, like they get in on the back end somehow. Like through plugins or whatever. Yeah. So, Ugh. and so finally I was just like, I have had it with WordPress and so I am officially migrating my site to Squarespace. Ayo, not sponsored, but should be sponsored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, back in the day, WordPress was really, like, the place to start your blog. It was very customizable, and it still is. User but the friendly. problem with the customization op- options for WordPress is that it makes it very vulnerable to hackers. Squarespace, you can't customize nearly as much, but it's also super locked down. And at this point where I've really slowed down on my blog and I want to kind of like set it and forget it, you yep. can't do that with a WordPress site. You have to be updating your plugins. You have to update WordPress. I use the Genesis, Genesis platform, so I have to update that. And like I was spending all this time this summer making sure my plugins were updated, trying to find weird hacking parts on my website. And I was just like, I am done with this. And I was already planning a redesign, so I was just like, you know what? Squarespace. I'm just going to officially do this on Squarespace and move it over. But that has been a bit of a beast and I am in the middle of it. So like my site right now still looks the same, but it's like I have my demo on Squarespace. So I'm making it look the way I want it. And like, but I have to go back to all my old blog posts and mm-hmm. update them and change things about them a little bit. to fit the format. Like, yeah, there's all this back end stuff, stuff I need to do, but I am excited because once that's done, then my site could just, like, sit for maybe a year or something or six months and be fine. So I know it will be worth it, but right now it's just, like, this huge daunting task. It's a big project. So... And it's not something you can just easily kind of mindlessly do. It is very tedious. Yeah. So... So, and, like, I... It took me forever to figure out... A template I liked that had enough of the features that I wanted for a blog because mm-hmm. Squarespace is really for like small businesses it's not like every template works well for a blog especially right. for a food blog that's right. like a more traditional looking site so like just last night I was tinkering with it for a few hours and I think I finally landed on a template that I like but it's still like not what I originally envisioned but it's just enough of what I might want mm-hmm. so that's what I'm going with but yeah, so that's just kind of annoying. Once it's set, though, you'll be really happy. Yeah. Because it is something. I, I also use Squarespace, and I did transfer over from WordPress, mm-hmm. like, maybe three, four years ago. Yeah. But I'm so happy I did. Mm-hmm. 
It's just yeah. so streamlined. And honestly, the things that you and I are doing with our blogs, it's not like we need super customization yeah. anymore. Don't need it. So yeah, mm-hmm. and they're always and updating stuff. Has come a long way yeah. since like when I first started my site. So yeah, it definitely has enough of what I need to get the job done. Yeah. So. Yeah. What about your suite? My suite is, um, I've been having a lot of fun with film. So, um, for my Christmas present last year, Luke got me a film camera. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've always just used a DSLR Mm -hmm. or a iPhone. And I always love the look of film. I think it's really nostalgic looking. Also, I like the idea of it not being instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to really take your time to zero in on, you know, right. the exposure, all sorts of different things. So I was really into it, and I was inspired by... I keep talking about this article on the podcast. It's in, the, in a far... Oh, the a far magazine. Japan or whatever? Yes, hiking um, in Japan, disconnected, solitude. And I was just like, how fun would it be to do that or have an experience where your only documentation is something where it's a delayed gratification. Like Mm -hmm. it's two months later and you're like, Oh my gosh, I I'm so happy. I have these photos. Yeah. So it's been really fun to get into it. So I've been carrying it around more. Mm -hmm. Um, it is heavy. It is bulky, but (laughs) at the same time I've been really enjoying it. And also is it, it's like an old Pentax. Okay. Um, I don't know. The, it's like an A. It's very basic, like AE1, I think. Okay. But thir- I've been using 35 millimeter black and white just to start, so I can just nice. sort of get a... Because that's normally what film students start on is black yeah. and white. So I already have a background knowledge of photography, so I feel like I'm excited to see... I don't even remember some of the things I shot, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to when they're developed to be like, oh, yeah, yeah I forgot that I took that out. Well, how do you know what settings to use? You just um, have to ballpark it? You kind of have to ballpark it. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of, like, know the subject. And also, mine has an exposure, like, plus minus button mm-hmm. in the viewfinder, so that's nice. So okay. I know I'm not overexposing. Okay. Which is really, really helpful. So that's, like, a nice beginner step. Yeah. But I'm still trying to figure out the shutter speed and stuff like that, too. Yeah. So it's Kelsey Dyer, our friend, yeah. uses film a lot. She was saying, your first couple rolls are just not going to be good. Yeah. But you'll get the hang of it as time right. goes on. So I'm just excited okay. to try something new. So so I also wonder if when it's getting developed, if the person developing it can, like, nudge things. I'm sure. To yeah. make sure it looks somewhat okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's like my brother Colin is a photographer. And in high school, he started by using film cameras. That was like my grandfather's old camera. But... Um, he really started to see progress when he finally got a digital, when mm-hmm. he, when you can take a shot and see it immediately. Right. To learn? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but it I is like, fun to use film like that. And I still use the DSLR. It's just, it's a slower medium, and I almost am using it kind of like meditation. Like, mm. I was, like, I really want to just be more mindful of how I use it. Mm-hmm. So, for example... Um, we went to like Mount Gretna to meet up with you guys for ice cream and I mm-hmm. brought it then just thinking like, oh, it might be cool to get some shots of like the woods kind of darker, mm. like black and white sort of. Dip- yeah. So you just have, I'm being more mindful of when I'm capturing things yeah. and it's not like something where I'm immediately flipping my phone out and just being like, oh, that's crap. Like whatever. Right. So I don't know. It's making it's fun. Yeah. And also it makes me want to like go out more. So like even in our neighborhood, I was like, maybe I'll go on a walk and I'll just take some photos and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, 
That's something I've thought about for our upcoming trip to Italy in the spring now, <laughs> since we bumped it. Yeah. Because um, our, well, like, she's your friend, but I know her through Instagram, Maddie mm-hmm. Roderick. She went to Paris, and she yes. used a Instant disposable cam- yeah. camera, and also, I think, the Instax or whatever. And I was already thinking about maybe getting myself an Instax for that trip. And then getting, like, a nice frame so that, you know, if we have some nice pictures. You can just use mine. Oh. I have an Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, and, or getting a disposable camera and yeah. just taking some shots and then see how they turn out. It's just sort of fun. It's, like, yeah. we obviously take a lot of photos. We're used to it, especially, yeah. like, because we are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it's just a different way of viewing photography. So mm-hmm. I never took a film class, but I've learned a lot on my own and Mm -hmm. I think it's just really fun it's just sort of a different look and also it's sort of a surprise and yeah I haven't developed anything I've taken and I've had it since December so and you finished a role I finished two roles okay but I was really really like precious with the ones I was taking for a while Mm -hmm. and I realized like girl you just just don't know yet so like you gotta take a lot until you figure it out Mm -hmm. but yeah that's fine yeah that's been my suite well, my suite is, so we're recording this one a little early, mm-hmm. but next weekend from when we're recording is my sister-in-law's wedding. Yes. So it's kind of like the first really big family wedding since my since own yours. wedding yeah. five years ago. So, you know, and we've been leading up to this for a year now and, you know, everyone in the family is so excited and it's nice because it's at Robert's grandparents' house. And it's over Labor Day weekend, so Mm -hmm. we have, like, this nice long weekend to be with everyone, and her friends will be coming, and then his grandparents have a pool that they, like, just got the liner redone and stuff, so we get to have this, like, holiday wedding weekend and just, like, chill out and have a lot of fun. So I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, weddings, especially for people you really love, is... Yeah. It's just And it's, like, everyone's going to cry so much. Like, Robert's family is super sappy. (laughs) Also, my parents are coming, so yeah. that's fun. Like, they've never been to his grandparents' house in Ohio, so, you know, and some other friends of ours, our friends Dave and Kelly are going. That's fun. Um, yeah, so it's just going to be, I'm sure it's going to be one of those weekends that we'll look back on and be like, oh my gosh, that was the best. Yeah. So, it's exciting. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, my best friend from college is marrying Luke, my boyfriend's brother. So it is an extreme close relationship. We're basically sister-in-laws who were friends before we even started dating these brothers. That's so so crazy. So I know for her wedding, I'm going to be a puddle. And I know Mm -hmm. that her family is just as sappy. So it's just going to be, but it's just special. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We're going to get into our topic. Yeah. Traveling on a budge. <laughs> so yeah. we broke it up into two big categories. So how mm-hmm. to save money to travel. Yeah. And then how to save money while you're traveling. Right. So preparing and ways to do before you're on that plane and when you're actually there. Right. Because both really matter. Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of people who want to travel, it, it can seem very daunting to be like, well, I just can't afford it. Right. And I think a lot of people give up as soon as they have the notion of that. Mm -hmm. So there are ways to hack it. So we're going to get into it. Yeah. Okay. First thing is flights. You recently just went through this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll talk about this. 
Robert and I were we were planning all year to go to Italy in September. Yeah. But then we have a sister's wedding at the end of August. We have another family wedding at the end of September. And Robert's work schedule is a little tricky in the fall. So by the time we actually narrowed down the time that we could go, it was like six weeks before we would have been going or something. And you're like, Maybe I don't less. even know what I want to do. So yeah. it was feeling way too soon in terms of planning. And when we sat down to look at flights, they were just more expensive than what we wanted to buy. And when we sat there, we were like, this just doesn't feel right. So that's when we decided to push the flight to March. And, um, like, his work was a little more flexible then. And I said, okay, well, if we're not buying tickets for September right now, let's pick a time in March when you can go or this spring, and let's order tickets now so we get a really good price on it. And we ended up getting our tickets for half of what we would have paid. This is what I mean. So, like, the first thing I wrote down is be flexible with your timing. Mm -hmm. So, if you are thinking ahead and you're, like, I really want to go to blank, Mm -hmm. if, if there's a set time when you have to take a have to take a trip or whatever like that's one thing but if you have more flexibility in your schedule Mm -hmm. go on google flights Mm -hmm. and just start figuring it out yeah because you can go on google flights and say here are the airports i might fly out of here's where i want to go and then you can literally look at a graph of dates of and see how the price fluctuates so Mm -hmm. you can look ahead and say oh my gosh flights are really cheap in november or something And then you could kind of, like, zero in on that flight, and then you can also track the flight. Yes. So then Google will email you if the price goes up or down. Also, I found out the other day that Google will actually reimburse you if you paid more for a ticket. Oh. Then, yeah. This is new. Yeah. Oh. So that's a no. So Google Flights is the bomb. Okay. Absolutely. Plus, um, sometimes they combine different airlines. So if you had Mm -hmm. a layover... They're really, the algorithm's smart, so it'll find, like, sort of hacker fares, too, where it'll be like, okay, you're leaving from this airport on this airline, you have a three-hour layover here, Mm -hmm. and you're flying a different airline that is, like, a budget airline or whatever. They, Mm -hmm. they, they're just smart. It's an intuitive way of looking at stuff. Plus, you can see, like, okay, Tuesday is $75 cheaper. Right. Then yeah. the day before. Yeah, Could so we like, make this work? If you do have a very specific time you're going, but maybe you have a little wiggle room, and say you were originally going to fly out on a Friday or something, but Google has it so then you can look at this other way of looking at it, and you could see if you leave a day or two earlier or come back a day or two later and how your price will change. Yeah. So maybe if you leave a day earlier, it's actually cheaper. Yep. But then again, you have to factor in... Like, um, lodging right. while you're there. So, but it might kind of work out in the wash or whatever. Right. It's just, it's just a really intuitive way of seeing, like, how the price breaks down as yeah. far as tickets go. Also, um, if you don't know where to go, you can set your, like, home airport. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can choose an approximate date. You can even choose a month that you want to. And it'll say, like, I think it's just, like, an explore option where yeah. it'll show you, like, for a like $100, you can mm-hmm. go to Arizona for $600, you can go to wherever. So it's sort of smart and intuitive because... I keep using the word intuitive. <laughs> it's smart. Use Google Google Flights and be flexible with your timing if you can. So 
Um, you plan really far in advance with your Rome ticket because mm-hmm. you could, and that way it is cheaper. Yeah. Buying last minute is not good. Right. Unless it's super, 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 last, super last minute. But you don't really want to do that. But if you're flexible, you can also look into the shoulder season of tourists. So that means it's not peak season. It's right off the edge, either before mm. or after. Yeah. So for Rome, you're going to be going during shoulder, shoulder season. season in March. Yeah. Because like most people go in the summer. still nice, but it's not like the summer when a lot of people are going. Like, I would say March and April would be shoulder season for Rome because most people go in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite in Thailand. So we mm. were in the off-season in the summer okay. of Thailand. It just depends on where you're going. Yeah. So just Google it and see when the peak season is and see if you can avoid it or sort of schedule it before or after that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you also, you've mentioned before Scott's cheap flights. Yes. Where they email you every day with just a really cheap flight option. Yeah. It could be a mistake by the airline. It could be anything. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's like flash sales that people do around like holidays and stuff. Um, and some of them are last minute and some of them are far in advance and it'll mm-hmm. tell you like, um, Bali round trip, carry on included, um, $600 or something like that, mm-hmm. like February to March or whatever. Yeah. So, but then they usually say these fares will probably only be available for like a day or two. Right. Right. So that's like, you know, if you just kind of know that you want to take a trip at some point, but you're very flexible, that would be yeah. somewhere you could use that. Yeah. Um, and then kayak.com is another good site for yeah. finding flights. I always start with Google flights and then I, <laughs> I have always sort of been like checking mm-hmm. on kayak because mm-hmm. I sometimes will catch cheaper ones there. Yeah. Not always though. I think Google is actually becoming really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you can, if you like looked into a flight and it's with one airline, they say you should always book with the airline. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I've never mm. booked directly with an airline, and I've been perfectly fine. Mm. But sometimes, like, um, they'll have deals or something where it's like, oh, you can get economy or economy plus for mm-hmm. free if you book through the airline, whatever. Just, yeah. you know, spend some time, start on Google, see what the deal is. If you find a flight you really like, you can sort of look at it at different angles and see if it's the absolute cheapest. Yeah. But I love, like, I think it's been hours doing this. So, yeah. Another one is credit cards. Okay. I'm not saying rack up credit card debt. No, don't Please do that. Please don't. Don't do that. Please don't. But if you're someone who's good with credit cards and you pay it off, yeah. it is a good way to get travel points. Yeah. If you're smart about it. Yeah. So I use the Capital One Venture card. Which is also what I use. Which is, I think it's a pretty generic basic one. There's no... Yeah. I don't think there's a set, like, amount you have to spend or anything, like a, a fee, so. a yearly fee. There is a yearly fee, but okay. it's, like, 60 bucks. Okay. So, but when you use your venture, have you used it as, like, actual airline points, or how do you, or do you just do travel reimbursement? I do travel reimbursement, um, but I will say when you open your venture card, you get 10 times the point on, you get 10 times the point on travel expenses. Mm. And in addition to that, if you spend a certain amount in the first, like, 30 days or something, something, like, maybe it's 90 days, um, they give you, I think, like, 100 times the points. Whoa. Yeah, it's like a big jump. So what we did, what we did was we, like, looked into this and knew we were going on a 
a trip that was going to cost a lot on flights, which was we went to Thailand and Japan. Okay. Big flights. Mm-hmm. So we opened up the card mm-hmm. knowing that we were going to book this. So yeah. we got 10 times the points because it was... Whoa. That's um, a lot. Yeah. 10 times point because it was a flight. Yeah. And 100 times that because we spent a certain amount of money in the yeah. 90 days, which uh-huh. we ended up doing... Spending it on the mm-hmm. flight and spending it on, you know, regular yeah. expenses, just, uh-huh. like, using the card. Okay. So wow. we racked up a lot of points, which we ended up reimbursing ourselves with. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what... We have that card, and I just do the travel reimbursement once a month when I yeah. go on to pay it. And, like, last year... I mean, we use that card for everything, like, groceries, eating out, like, anything, because you just get two times the points on every purchase, and so, like, last year, I think it said we got, like, over $700 back, mm-hmm. and our yearly fee is $60. Right. So we got, like, $700 reimbursed right. to us, and um, it so it's reimbursements for travel purchases, which includes, like, Lyft rides, Uber rides, train tickets, um, flights, yeah. hotels, yep. Airbnb. Yep. So like for whatever reason, there's always something that I can apply like yeah. the 50 bucks of the month to yep. as a, just a credit. Or I actually do the opposite. I hoard them. Yeah. So you do it <laughs> yeah. like once a year. So I hoard whatever. them until it's time to buy mm-hmm. an expensive or more expensive either flight or hotel yeah. or whatever it is. And it kind of feels like you're treating yourself because it's yeah. like, I paid for this using mm-hmm. my points, so... That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and Luke also has it as well, so when the two of our points are combined, sometimes we've had, we've had, like, f- our flights, our flights to London were reimbursed, reimbursed points, yeah. which That's was awesome. great. There are other okay. credit cards out there, but I think a great starter one would be the yeah. capital one. Venture. The other thing that's great about that card, which by the way, not sponsored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just both like we have a lot of friends who have this card too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are traveling somewhere abroad that um, you are able to use a card, they do not charge you a yes transaction con- fee, a conversion fee, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So when we are over in Europe and stuff. Whenever we can use a card, we just use our adventure card like we normally would, yep. and they don't charge you that transaction. And fee. here's a kicker. Normally, you have to call your bank and tell them you're traveling, but when you go somewhere so they don't, like, flag your account. Mm-hmm. So we, I call my my bank that I have my account set up on. I'm like, hey, here's my travel dates, and they block it off so it doesn't get flagged. Mm-hmm. I used to have to call the credit card company to tell them, too, like, if I use my credit card, like, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, you go on their app or website or whatever. With Capital One, you don't have to do that. Ever. And why is that? Oh, they just know. assume you're a traveler. They just know. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of the time you're using that on your bookings anyway, so that yeah. I think maybe they can I think see they that. kind of know um, yeah. somehow. It knows. Yeah. It knows. <laughs> well, also, they're great about, like, they'll text you or something be like, yeah. did you make this purchase? And you can say, yeah, and yeah. it's fine. Yes. So. I, I really, I like Yeah, that I love that card. Yeah. It's great. There are, like, airline cards, too. I know that some people really love the Sky Miles cards, so that's good if you want to get into, like, lounges um, if you want upgraded seats or early check-in and, like, I don't know. There's different perks with different things. So, like, if you're someone who, like, our friend Kieran lives in Nashville, and he's going to be flying from Nashville to Pennsylvania just to get home on the holidays. So he knows maybe after a while mm-hmm. Southwest or whatever it is has a good flight route that works yeah. with his schedule or whatever. Mm-hmm. As an example. Um, yeah. You could look into opening a card with them so that you yeah. could get those perks. 
obviously each airline is different. I have no idea like mm-hmm. anything about yeah. that. I think my brother has like the Southwest one because he travels constantly for work. So then he always has points for like free flights and stuff. Right. So if you are yeah. a more regular yeah. like route sort of travel, yeah. Oh, yeah. there are also cards. I think that. Um, I mean, I'm sure they have a pretty decent yearly fee, but if you fly enough to make it worth it, it's like you get a free companion. Yeah. So one one of you buys a ticket, and the other ticket's free. For free. The so, best. Yeah. yeah. You could look into stuff like that. Yeah. But I'd say, like, the biggest thing, like, I think you and Luke are better at actually being, like, budget travelers. Yeah. Especially because you go for long stretches, whereas I kind of, like, go all out. Well, but this I, is your time. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like my treat of the year or whatever. But what I do is I plan for it. Right. So, like, this trip to Italy, we've been planning it all year, and it just got bumped. But, so, like, at the beginning of the year, we I sat down, and I kind of budgeted out how much I thought our flights would be, roughly how much for Airbnbs and stuff, and maybe each day on food. Got a ballpark figure for what we needed to cover, and then Robert and I have a joint travel savings account in our bank. And so every month we had an automatic transfer that yep. went in there. Yep. So then like when I bought our flights, I just pulled the amount for the flights out of that savings account, pushed it to my checking account. And then you so can then purchase that it. paid yeah. for it on the credit card. So for me, it's more about being realistic about what's doable and how much time you have to save. And just planning for it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's easy to say if you have a little bit of disposable income and you can make that work. Um, And so I would also say, you know, flying to Italy is not in the cards for everyone, unfortunately. I wish it was. Yeah. So, you know, but if you really have that itch to travel, like, try to think about, you know, something that doesn't require flying. Like, what's a road trip you could take? Do you have relatives in a different state that you are interested Mm -hmm. in sort of checking out? Stuff like that. Yeah, or friends you can stay with and, you know, things like that to get you away from your normal life and have a new experience, but it's just more affordable. Yeah. I definitely think Luke and I are more budget travelers because literally my mindset when we are booking things is our biggest expenses are always going to be our lodgings mm-hmm. and our flight. Yeah. And then from there, it's like, what are we willing to give up mm-hmm. so that we can afford to do it? Yeah. So the way that we like to travel is that we give up a lot of luxuries. So our lodgings are almost always like janky. Yeah. You guys yeah. really like slum it. Yeah. We like, <laughs> we don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time you're not spending too much time in your hotel room. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say we're always looking into, like, safety. So, is this safe? Mm-hmm. Like, are there bed bugs? Like, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. PTSD. Yeah. But, like... Um, so, that's, of course, really important. But nine times out of ten, we choose the cheapest, relatively nice-ish looking... Like, on the nicer end of the low-end hotels. Yeah. Um, and we've never regretted doing that. I think we've had maybe one or two, like, really bad hotel rooms where, like, this place is awful. Yeah. But... Overall, it's like, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And because we go cheap on that side, we can't afford to do it. Yeah, right. Um, 
we have stayed with hosts at Airbnbs, like, in the spare bedroom, mm-hmm. and we've loved it. Yeah. I always, always read the reviews, always, always. read, read the, like, yeah. mul- there needs to be at least 50 reviews to make me want to mm. go on an Airbnb, mm-hmm. especially if you're staying in a spare bedroom. Um, so, we've had some of the best experiences staying in a spare bedroom mm-hmm. in Amsterdam. Our hosts were awesome, but we were spending maybe... 50 to 75 dollars less per night Mm -hmm. just by doing that oh yeah so Mm -hmm. it's so worth it so we give up a lot of we give up a lot of luxuries like we do Mm -hmm. a lot of free stuff we're spending money on food and maybe maybe like two or three bigger Mm -hmm. expenses which may be a fancier meal it may be tickets to go see something really cool but yeah we travel slow, which means that we have to make our money stretch out. Well, back to the Airbnb thing, um, which, I mean, we look at Airbnb because they're almost always way cheaper than a hotel. Yeah. But one hack that we found when we went to, I think it was when we were, no, when we went to like London and stuff the other year, I did the search for private rooms, but I did, I'm like, in their filters, I did like private room. And then I, in the filters, I think I put, like, one bedroom, obviously, because that's all we need, and then one bathroom. And then I found these places where you have your own room, but you also have your own private bathroom. Cause right. Because to me, really like, nice. when I'm traveling, I really need that place to go to at the end of the day where I feel really safe and secure, and, like, it's place just for me. Like, I don't want to be a full-blown guest in someone's house. You know, like, I don't need to share a kitchen with anyone because we don't usually cook on our trips like this but I don't want to share someone's bathroom like I I really yeah, don't want to I feel that so but we found a couple amazing places where the way it was set up we had our own room and either we had a bathroom connected to our room or like in the one place it was a house where these people were like full-time Airbnbers mm-hmm some of the friendliest people we've ever met, which also helped our stay because it's nice to have that host as a guide. Oh, yeah. Um, But it was like our room was on the second floor, but then there was a bathroom on the first floor, but we were the only people allowed to use it. So it was ours. And then we had a place in Bruges where the bathroom was connected. And it was like this house that, you know, the person we didn't even see, there was a key code to get in the door. And then our our key to our personal room was in the door, so then we just take that to get in, and then you have the key with you, and you just leave the key when you leave. Nice. So it's almost like a hotel, but without all the other hotel things. The other way that we've been able to take some trips, which I think I've mentioned before, is, like, if you have a work trip somewhere, see if you can extend it. Yeah. So, like, when we went to New Orleans, we were actually photographing a wedding, but we had a good, like, three days to do whatever we wanted. Yeah. And when we went to Germany, Robert was going to do some work, but he was only working for maybe two or three days of that trip. And we went for like 10 days. Right. You know, so So we had the opportunity that like his flight was taken care of. Three of our days of lodging were taken care of. So we add on my flight, we add a couple extra days and there you go. It's like a huge discount for on our end, Yeah. you know, for that trip. Not to mention like, like, if you are someone that, is there, is there opportunities in your workplace to go to new places? Mm-hmm. I think not necessarily for our professions, but in nursing and in other forms mm. of work out there, they do um, a lot of classes, like, in other places. Mm. Like, Becky's been flown to Georgia to learn about 
some seminar and you yeah. ask if you can extend mm-hmm. your time yeah. and if your work's going to cover your flight expenses or whatever, right. you yeah. pay for your extra days or whatever and then that's that. Yeah. So, so, look, I would also say, like, ask your employer if there are opportunities to go to seminars or classes or whatever in the country or, or whatever. or something, yeah. Right. So it, there are possibilities out there, especially for working people. Um, like I know for teaching, if you've taught long, long enough, you could take a sabbatical, which is mm. awesome. Yeah. So like bring it on. And that's, is that paid? You would still get, I, it depends on your district, mm. but I know, I know that some people, they get their annual amount, but they have to return within a year and they have to give some kind of like extending lesson to mm. the staff. Okay. And so there's, it's not like a vacation. Like yeah. you're, you're doing a research project and oh, you have to right. bring it back to people are like writing books or something. Right. Yeah. Or you're going into a school. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, the work opportunities is a big deal. So see if you can do something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Also budgeting. I feel like you're really good with budgeting. With I just try like, to be. You love you love the math. I love yeah the idea of it. I'm not always good at it in practice. Okay, but I have the best intentions. So when you're planning <laughs> when you're planning your budget of a day when you're abroad, mm-hmm. what are the things that you should be budgeting for? Oh, Food. like just for you to plan it. Yeah. Okay. You've so, already booked your flight. You've booked yeah. your hotel. What else? Well, I mean, for me, it's mainly just food. Yep. And then, <laughs> same. <laughs> same. And so what I kind of did was just kind of look at past trips and I was like, how much do we normally spend in a day? Because I'm the foodie who travels for the food. So, you know, that's the thing I'm not usually skimping on. So I kind of looked at like, oh, well, how much do we probably on average spend per day? Mm-hmm. And so I ballparked that when I was planning for this Italy trip. But I mean, if you know that you have trips you want to do while you're there, like a day trip or something, or a tour or a museum, like, you know, activities, just, like, try to think ahead to all those things and write them down and actually like put those numbers down on paper and add them up and look at it Yep. and be like, oh crap, that's more than I thought. Right. But maybe if I take this trip six months from when I thought it would, okay, so say I want to take this trip 10 months from now. Okay. Divide that number by 10. And can you put that amount away every month? Right. And then also, if you have that in the back of your head, then maybe if you go to, like, buy, you know, some, like, in my case, pair of jeans at Madewell or whatever, in the back of your head, you might be like, oh, well, that's, like, the same amount I should put away this month. Here's how my mindset works. (laughs) I see how much something costs, and Mm -hmm. I relate that to, oh, for that, I could fly, too. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's a mindset thing, but it's like... I think one thing Luke and I are also really good at is in our day-to-day budget, Mm -hmm. we don't really give ourselves allowance to splurge. Yeah, you guys live, like, really (laughs) slim throughout the school year. Yes. Because you have your eyes on the prize. Right. Your summers are when you go go hard. Even even our, um, like, I I don't have a clothing budget. Yeah. (laughs) Like... I maybe when I when I'm running out of clothes, yeah. like yeah. it becomes like okay, I I'm gonna go to and I and I you know I'll invest in a pair of jeans, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much the only thing that I really want to invest in, and maybe shoes. Yeah, but I mm-hmm. think a lot of us get wrapped up into the mindset of spending, spending, mm-hmm. spending, spending, consumerism because we're constantly being told you need yes. to get X Y Z, yeah, you need to get this, you need this because, mm-hmm. and you really have to get stingy and just be like 
I am not doing this. Yeah. And also, we do, when we get back, we always have a no-spend, normally it's no-spend September, <laughs> and a no-spend, like, March. So, yeah. Or it's somewhere in there in the winter. Yeah. Where After the holidays, It's especially. like, we are not going to spend money on, mm-hmm. like, anything. We're not ordering on Amazon for stuff. Yeah. It's groceries. Yeah. We're not going out to eat. We're... We're budgeting right. for maybe one or two events in the month. Yeah. So, like, yeah. what about someone who's like, well, I already do that. Okay, easy to say if you, you know, like, I don't have kids. I know. I, you know, my expenses aren't that terrible. Like, I have some money I can put aside every month. Yeah. But but there I mean, are, it's hard to tell people how to spend their money because yeah. it's incredibly personal. Yeah. And also, like, I'm no expert right. at all. But what I would say is... Really look at your own budget. Like, mm-hmm. look at it. It's hard to look at sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I <laughs> track everything I spend. It's hard. And it still shocks me how much I spend on, like, food every right. month. Then it might also be a time where you're like, do I, you know, do I have time for a second job? Like, maybe you're someone who, for a short period of time, could take on, like, driving for a lift or being someone who like goes and dog walking or like going to get groceries for like grocery delivery like something that's not long term right but maybe you just do it and be like any money i make from this thing i'm putting in an account and this is going to be my money so i can go to france and if you don't have the time to give because that's a big thing if you simply do not have the time to give and you are living at your means or below your means already Mm -hmm. i mean it's incredibly hard to say but we need to rechange our mind about what mm-hmm. travel is. Right. Because I'm sorry, Instagram is showing you this picture perfect example of what a place is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying travel is not worth it. It's probably right. the one thing that it's the one thing, one expenditure <laughs> that gives you more yeah. than you could ever imagine. But what I am saying is that there are people in this world who are looking at these photos mm-hmm. and are going into personal debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't to go experience into debt. it. It Please is. Don't go into debt. I'm telling you, as a travel writer <laughs> and a traveler, do not do it. Yeah, it's not worth your personal peace of mind and your right. financial stability to do it. Yeah. So, if that's the yeah. case, you are living at or below your means. You simply do not have the time. Yeah. You have student loans. You have a car mm-hmm. payment. Whatever it is that just you can't give those things up. Mm-hmm. You need to look into being thrifty with what you think adventure Mm. is. So Mm -hmm. I know, like, I have relatives who live in Virginia. Would I really want to go to Virginia or do I want to go to Rome where I'm seeing epic Instagram photos? Mm -hmm. It's just a mindset thing. Yeah. I mean, the U.S. is beautiful. Yes. And I think a lot of us get tied up in, well, I really want to go to Bali or these really exotic places. Mm -hmm. And I get it. But also, it's all perspective. For some people, it's just not in the budget, right. unfortunately. Right. Like, it is a luxury. Traveling is a luxury. Yeah. But that's also why we love doing the Feast of St. Pizza. Right. The first year we did it was in the town that I live in. Right. But it was like this epic adventure we took in with our friends. town. Yes. With friends. And we got to know our own city better. We spent nearly nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, very cheap. Very cheap. For the amount of food that we were eating in right. a day. But the thing is, it's all about figuring out ways to mm-hmm. maybe maybe you're going to stay with a college friend, mm-hmm. and that means your lodgings are care- are taken care of, and you're driving there. So yeah. all you really have to worry about is gas. Yeah. Or maybe you're staying in your own town and you're doing something mm-hmm. like Feast of Saint yeah. Pizza, or you're going to check out um, 
a new restaurant in town that opened yeah. up and you're like, oh, this is different cuisine. Like, Or go to a town an hour away that you've never been to for the day. Right. Just get up kind of early, drive there, get breakfast, walk around. Maybe there's a museum or some other thing you want to do or a hike or whatever. Have dinner and come home. And, like, it got you out of your normal day-to-day. Yeah. You got to see something new. There are some people that do house swaps. Yep. So you could literally just swap houses with someone else and go live halfway across the country for an extended period of time. In addition to that, there's house-sitting sites, too. Oh, yeah. Which is a great option because all you really have to worry about is getting there. Mm. And sometimes they're not in, like, the main hubs of the city. You'll Mm. find them occasionally. But um, it's really cool, and you get a local perspective on things, and you're living there for free. Sometimes yeah. you're watching a really cute dog. Like, what's mm-hmm. not to like? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, so you could get a little creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, how do we save when you are traveling? So you've booked your tickets. You're there. Yeah. Okay. What do you do? Well, first things first, we try to always do carry-on only so you're not paying extra for bags literally we're carry-on only guys. yeah because yeah it's in our <laughs> yeah. tagline <laughs> yeah um it also it just makes things easier to you're not and lugging around so a much huge cheaper. suitcase yeah, yeah. so because a lot of airlines charge you now if you're checking a bag <clears throat> which can really add up for two flights like and two people it's like four charges yep so and what is it like 60 bucks Sometimes. Sometimes even more. More than that. Yeah. Yeah. So that really adds up. Um, And I had mentioned, like, take a road trip. You don't always have to fly somewhere to have an epic adventure. Take a train. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Take a bus. Yeah. Um, Walk a lot. So public transportation is so important. Yes. There are some cities that don't have great public transportation. But if you're. America America at large, besides like New York and Washington. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But. Um, walking, so there's a reason why Europeans and Asians are just thinner than Americans, Mm -hmm. and it's because they walk. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. use your feet, um, and take it as an adventure. Yeah, that's our favorite way to see a city. I know, it's so awesome. Yeah, it's like, pick a neighborhood and just walk around. Yeah, get your camera out, like, just Mm -hmm. enjoy it, like, take it all in, just, like, people watch. Stop at a coffee shop. Take a break. And public transportation in certain cities is so affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, So like London is a great example of that because you have your Oyster card, you sort of prepay on it. And then from there, um, you can max out so that you're only really allowed to spend a certain amount per day. Mm -hmm. So if you go past that limit, because you're going all over town, you don't have to worry too much about how much you're spending on public Mm -hmm. transportation. That's not the case for all places, but yeah. Um, but so, yeah. like I said, we basically always eat out when we're traveling because that's mainly what we're there for. Yeah. But I know, like, I have a friend on Instagram who she has a more, like, restrictive diet. And she and her husband love to travel. And they also do, like, a lot of camping. That's another way you could say oh, yeah. I didn't even think of because, honestly... I don't like camping, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a camper, yeah. that's a way to save. Although yeah. camping equipment can be expensive, but if you already if you can, have it or, sh- or borrow know, it, borrow it from a friend. Um, yeah. so that's one thing you could do. Um, but she and her husband, they camp a lot, but also like they've been to like, I don't know, like Sweden and Amsterdam and other places and they rent really cute Airbnbs, but then they will go to the grocery stores and farmer's markets and get actual food and make it. 
yeah. at their place and we make coffee there and stuff. Yeah, because you guys take longer trips. Yeah. Um, invest, okay, invest in souvenirs that mean something. Don't have a mindset of, like, I'm going to get um, every shot glass, like, that has this, whatever. Just, mm-hmm. like, make sure you're being mindful of where you're spending on souvenirs. Yeah. Because your biggest souvenir is your memory. Well, so, and that's, you know, we've been talking about Instagram a lot, but I have noticed that because Rob and I both love to post pictures of our trips on Instagram. Yeah, you guys go hard. We do. When you guys, Robert. When, yeah, when you Robert guys are... is nuts. When Robert and Sarah are away, <laughs> I know every detail of their trip Robert will before post, I like, even talk three to you. times a day. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, I will take photos and then I have to, like, go back later and, like, sit down and edit it Digest. and whatever. yes. And, like, write my caption. We'll be out at breakfast, and Robert will just hand me his phone and say, can you proofread this? Because his captions, I always have to read them for him. <laughs> I'll be wish, like, when did you edit this? I want more of Robert's mindset in my life right. when it comes to Instagram. Like, this yeah. is literally what I talked about in the first yeah. episode. I just want to be able to be like, boom, breakfast was yeah. banging this morning. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, hey, can you check this? And then he posts it. <laughs> um, but with that, and then because I usually do blog posts recapping our trip <clears> with <throat> all these photos that we've taken and stuff, I have found that I have no need for any souvenirs because just having those photos in this blog post just for myself, it's this wonderful keepsake, like, scrapbook, like, digital of what we've done. And you have it forever. Yeah, and then, or sometimes we'll get, like, the prints from, like, Artifact Uprising or something. Yeah, they have good, like, deals occasionally. Yeah, so sometimes we'll get some of our, our Instagram shots printed like that to hang up or something, but... For me, that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, truly, we've gone a lot of places, and the only real souvenir, as I'm looking in our room right now, that is actually from our travels mm-hmm. is a teapot from Japan that Luke really wanted. How did you bring that back? It was heavy. <laughs> it was heavy. I'm pretty sure we had to check a bag on our way back, which, oh, okay. you know, that occasionally happens. Yeah. So, and I have a Moroccan rug in our, in our bedroom. Oh. So... That's cool. I was willing to splurge because I was like, I've always wanted, I can, yeah. I want to be able to look at that as I'm getting ready in the morning and be like, yeah, that's a good, yeah. Yeah. I love so this in my home. You just have to be specific yeah. about it. But you know. seriously, photos are the best and memories are the mm-hmm. best. Yeah. Then any sort of, you know, shot glass or magnet or whatever. Right. And if you are like, let's say you have a couple euros before you get on the plane and you're at the airport Go down to whatever store and just get one of those stupid things just to, you know. But, um, (laughs) I mentioned this before, but restaurants, like, if you can, check the prices. So, um, there have been a couple times when I've heard good recommendations for a restaurant and I didn't really know how much it would actually cost to eat at that place. So, Mm -hmm. if you can, like, go online, do your research, see if it is in your price range, um, and then from there, you have to decide, is this something I want to indulge in? Mm-hmm. If you have that flexibility with your amount of money to spend. So, like, if you're in France and there's a restaurant that you really have had, like, everyone says, you have to go here. Yeah. But it's a little pricey. Mm-hmm. You have to really, like, reason with yourself, like, okay, like, is this going to be my thing? And maybe you're not a foodie traveler. Right. Maybe you really don't care. <laughs> yeah, maybe, like, you just want to do museums or hiking or yeah. state parks or something. Yeah. And if that's the case, then, like, I mean, obviously you're not our type of traveler, right. but, like, <laughs> like, you do you. You do you, boo. But, <laughs> like, if so, if everyone's telling you to do something and you're just sort of like, I don't really know if I like that, don't do it. Yeah. Like, do whatever don't you do want. It. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then also... 
the cheapest way to get cash usually is just at an ATM. Yeah. Do Some people get cash beforehand. Um, but it also depends on your debit card, I yeah, guess. Your bank. Yeah. Yeah. So what we normally do is when we land, normally at the airport, there's an ATM somewhere as you're leaving. Mm-hmm. We get cash out for whatever we think is going to hold us on for, like, at least the transportation to and from the airport and maybe the first yeah. or second day. Not too much because you just don't really know how much you're going to spend. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry, especially, um, you don't have to worry about carrying around a lot of cash, which is the mm-hmm. thing that some people go to their banks and they get, like, a $1,000 cash. Yeah, and then you and, have it with you the whole time. And a lot of times you yeah. look like a target when you have your suitcase and all your crap, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying, like, people are out there to get you, but because you are rolling around this cart, obviously you're not from the area, and you are sort of, like, a target for people to mm-hmm. scam you. Yeah. Slash be harassed or whatever. Right. So I would always recommend get a small amount of cash that'll mm-hmm. get you through at yeah. an ATM, as opposed to carrying around <clears throat> a big wad of yeah, because that's how it used to be. Yeah, you had to. You do it used that way. to have to do that, like get it from your bank before you leave. Mm-hmm. But now, like I think I use Ally Bank, and I think with my debit card, when I get cash out at an ATM overseas, I, well, they reimburse you for your ATM fees anyway. Mm-hmm. So that part's free, and then I can't remember if they charge a transaction fee or not for the conversion rate. Yeah, normally there's some kind of conversion rate yeah. amount. But even still, these days, it's still usually cheaper than getting it, like, at the airport at one of those, like, currency yeah. places. And it's certainly cheaper than getting robbed. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. <laughs> and if you are carrying around large amounts of cash, obviously keep it in different places. Like, don't mm-hmm. have it in your pocket. Right. And then that's all you have. Like, put some in your suitcase. Put some in your, like, carry-on or whatever it is. But whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, another thing, too, if you're sitting down and you're like, I don't really know where I want to go, look into places that, um, do have a lot of free admissions. Mm -hmm. So, London's a great example of that. Yeah. London may be a little pricey, but say what you will, all the museums are free. There's Mm -hmm. a ton of parks free. Yeah. So. Or even, like, in Philly, the Philadelphia Museum of Art on Sundays. Right. It's like a pay-what-you-can admission rate. In Milan, there was a certain day of the week when it was free for so-and-so hour to so-and-so hour. Or check, like, maybe um, student rates and stuff. Yeah. Or if you're a teacher, maybe they have Or military, too, sometimes. Yeah, that's true. So just keep that stuff in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, if you are someone who really likes art and museums and stuff. Like, those things can add up. Yeah, they can. So, Mm -hmm. anything else? I don't know. We covered a lot. lot. (laughs) If you guys have any questions or, like, things we didn't touch on, just let us know, obviously. Or if we miss something that you think is worth us mentioning. Yeah. Like, message us. Yeah. (laughs) Message us or call us and leave us a voicemail. We can play it for everyone to hear. Yeah. If you have other tips for us. Yeah. Because, honestly, there are, like, little tidbits you sort of pick up on the way. And maybe you went to Mm -hmm. a place that's like, I went to so-and-so, and I figured out that blah, 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 blah is a great mm-hmm. way to get whatever. Yeah. Or, like, we have friends who have done Groupons who have yeah. found it Ireland for, like, $400. Yeah. For, like, everything included. Yeah. Or whatever, so. So, we definitely have missed stuff, so let us know if there's something yeah. really good that you've done to save money that maybe someone else could benefit from. Right. And the last thing we would want is for this podcast to make you feel bad about not traveling or something. No, I hope you guys feel more inclined that it is possible 
Yeah. And hope so. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to tell people how to spend their money. Right. But and also, if you don't care about traveling, don't... Just don't. don't. Make this podcast make you think that, like, you're living life wrong. No. Like, some people hate traveling. Some people think it's really stressful and not worth it. Yeah. That's so fine. If that's you, then stay home. Your money is your money. So yeah. use it how you deem appropriate. Right. Okay, so recommendations? Yeah. Do you have yours? Yeah, okay. I don't, like, have it with me, but I can talk about it. Go for it. <laughs> um, so, have you seen ads for the jeans by Mott and Bo? No. Do you know that brand? No. You don't get those on Facebook or Instagram? No. Just me? Okay. No, I don't know what that is at all. Um, so, the brand's called Mott and Bo, or it... Might be bow. I don't know. It's B O W for the end. Okay. Um. So M O T T and B O W. Okay. That's the brand. I'm sure now that we've said this out loud in front of my laptop, I will yes. probably be getting an ad for it. <laughs> that will be the ultimate test. Um. So as we know, I am a Madewell devotee. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Devotee, not devotee. Is that okay? Good one. Well, you know what I mean. Whatever. Um. But I was in the market for. A pair of black jeans. So I wear... A staple. Yeah. I wear jeans to work every day. Lucky. Which is why I, like, invest in jeans because really, it's my really workwear. I wish I could wear I jeans. know. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> yeah. But I have learned that for... The jeans I wear to work have to be so comfortable or I will not wear them. Yeah. Because as much as I love denim, I'm a sweatpants girl. <laughs> so... <laughs> For being honest. So if I'm going to be in jeans for like 10 hours in a day yeah. and like sitting at a desk or standing, like they have to be comfortable. Yeah. Because I hate being uncomfortable in my clothing. So life's too short. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to try this brand, Mott and & Bow, and I ordered their, well, first I ordered their mid-rise skinny, which was very comfortable like around my hips and everything but their skinny jeans are very skinny and I have like very strong muscular legs and big calves and the like leg opening at the bottom I was like no tight (laughs) this is not happening and also they just felt a little like painted on like they looked really good but I was like I don't think these are work jeans yeah um so I sent those back oh I also I like their thing because they do a try on size so you order a pair but then they you can pick another size one way or the other up or down so yeah. they send both and then you just keep one and send the other one back um but if you're going to return both you have to like log in online and say or whatever so they know to reimburse you um so like that aspect of it is really nice for online shopping so anyway i ordered their boyfriend jean which is really just like a slim, straight right pant, right? Like high waisted. No, that okay. would be their mom jean. Okay. Which I also ordered just to try, um, but I decided like I don't love a high waisted at work, unless it's like super super comfy. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it wasn't really what I was looking for, but that the mom jean fits very similarly to the boyfriend, but with just a high waist. So I kept the boyfriend. And I really, really like it. And, like, they really are just, like, comfy out the gate. Nice. Um, and, honestly, 
the size I stuck with is probably technically a size too big for me. But that's kind of what I'm realizing for my work jeans is, like, they have to be, like, basically too big. Yeah, they gotta give a little bit. Yeah, like, you need to have them for, like, those bloated days. Oh, yeah. You know, so... Oh, yeah. I always size up on my work pants because I'm just, yeah. like, you never the last know. thing I need to deal with. Oh, uh, exactly. You know, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so, um, but I also have the issue where, like, for pants to fit me around, like, my butt and my hips and my thighs, they often are a little too big for me at the waist. Mm -hmm. But, so, even the, though these ones seem, like, a little big, like, they're not so big that they're, like, falling down and whatever. They're just, like, super comfy. Yeah. And they're flattering and whatever. Um, but actually, the size I ended up keeping, I wore them a couple days, and I was, like, I feel like there's, like, there's something off about them. Like, the right side of my hip area was too small, and I felt, like, even, like, the the button at the fly and stuff was, like, slightly off-center. So I emailed them. I was like, hey, like, it, it almost felt like it was giving me a wedgie where my right leg meets Weird. my hip. And I was like, something seems a little off. So I emailed them. And they were great. They had me send them a few photos. And they were like, this is super weird. No one has ever said this before. But then they sent me a new pair for free, and I didn't even have to return the old ones. Nice. So, you know, customer service was great. Yeah. I really do think they're comfy, so... Well, I kind of want to change. I kind of want to change my recommendation. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to recommend Trader Joe's coconut cashews. All right, okay? mini recommendation. Mini recommendation. <laughs> we went to Trader Joe's on our boxing adventure that we did a while ago. A couple weeks ago. And I've been really loving these because they're delicious and they're kind of like my candy. Like I kind of like. Yeah. They're sweet enough, but whatever. <laughs> um, changing my recommendation. Um, because we're talking about sizing, right? Mm -hmm. So sizing is so hard for me because I have boobs. Yes. And you do. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, and, and I have I, a butt. Yeah. And it's incredibly hard for me to find clothes that I feel like confident enough ordering online. Mm -hmm. Like occasionally if I'm brand loyal, I'll be able to figure it out. Like yeah. I figured out like my work pants are this size, this cut. Yeah. But that's not really, like, how I order stuff normally. In fact, I'm normally afraid to order things online. I'm one of those mm. people. I need to try it on. See, what I do yeah. now, I mean, like, I'll order three sizes of something. <laughs> I am, like, a professional at returning things that I order I online. I do not have the um, <laughs> bandwidth to do that. They We have a place in Lebanon called The Mail Doc. Yes. And they know me by name. And they're fantastic. They're amazing. If I lived in the area, I would be way more likely yeah. to order online because they're yeah. just so like, yeah, blah, blah. But, yeah. like, I always have things I'm just dropping off because I get, like, the return label right. I print out, slap it on, but I don't have, like, a mailbox thing to put it in. Right. So I, I swear, I've been doing a lot of online shopping lately and returning basically everything. That's what I mean. I, I just don't have I the feel, bandwidth for I that. I feel like they think I, like, sell clothes online because <laughs> I'm there do. all the time. Yeah, maybe they do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I have a really <laughs> hard time with sizing because, um, whatever, my body shape, I'm definitely more curvier. Like, I have mm -hmm. boobs. Right. So, yeah. um, however... A recommendation I would give is, this works specifically for me, but I think everyone should find their person out there, is I think I found my size soulmate on Instagram. Okay. So what I mean is I've been following this, I guess she's a fashion blogger for a long time. She's one of those OG fashion bloggers. She's called Candy Every Day. Oh, um, yeah. So She's really cute. I like hers. Yes. So. And she's, I think, a little bit older, but literally we are size soulmates. Okay. So she describes her size and she says, I'm a true size eight. 
I'm a mm. whatever size chest. And like, she's like, typically yeah. I'll always get this sort of whatever. And she goes to stores that I frequent, like Target and Old Navy and yeah. um, Loft and like sort of places that I would go looking for like work clothes and casual clothes too. Mm-hmm. But she goes to like very approachable stores. Like she'll mm-hmm. go to Madewell. She'll, she's not going to like, I don't even know. Like uh, Prada? No, no. Even anthropology is sort of like a higher uh, end thing okay, for her yeah. too. Because like anthropology is expensive. Yeah. But anyway, she's my size soulmate. So I love watching her try-ons that she goes so low-key. She goes in. She has her clothes. She'll show you a full-length body mirror. And she'll literally be like, this is a heck no because boobs. <laughs> and yeah. she'll show you like I sized up in for this shirt because I wanted a looser look mm-hmm. and I literally will like screenshot the outfit that she has. And yeah, if I really so like smart. it, I'll go to that store and I'll yeah. get it. So I think everyone should try to find their that's size. That's a really good soulmate. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So now I feel like if I see Kendi uh-huh. do a try on and I really like a sweater that she is wearing and I think right. it looks flattering on her. You can just order her size. I can just order it. That's amazing. Yeah. So everyone should yeah. find their size soulmate. I can't personally yeah. recommend one for each of you, but right. I found mine. Well, I have kind of a size soulmate that I found. Um, Lee from Fit Foodie Finds. Yes, yes. She has more of a chest than me, but otherwise our bodies are very similarly sized. And I discovered this because one day she and her blogging team went to Lululemon, which I love. Right. And it was amazing because I think they had the store to themselves because she has a lot of out and whatever. Right. And they were just trying on a ton of stuff. It was like her and two other women who work with her and they're all different shapes and sizes. So they were all showing in the Insta story how things look on them and what size they were wearing and what size they normally wear and whatever. And it was amazing because I realized that Lee and I are basically the same size in Lululemon stuff. But it was also amazing because you're not seeing it on a model online. You're seeing it on a real person who's, who's basically your size. Yeah. So then they were trying on things that I probably wouldn't have picked off their rack, but to see it on their body. Exactly. I was like, oh, I could see myself in that. That This is what I love about Candy because yeah. she'll pull stuff and I'll be like, oh, that's a little edgy. Like, I don't think I would have pulled that, but seeing it on her body, I was like, well, I can probably rock that look too because yeah. she obviously is doing it. Yeah. That's really cool. So... That's yeah. a good idea. In fact, like, more fashion bloggers should do stuff like that. Like, yeah. they should be really transparent about their sizing. Yeah. That's why I like, um, her name's also Lee from, oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. I don't know. She always does the 10 by 10 with unfancy. Yeah, uh, Lee. Style B. Yeah, Style B. Yeah. Yeah, so she'll tell you her straight up measurements yeah. of her, like, waist and her hips and stuff. Yeah. And then she'll say, I'm normally this size, but I got this size in this item. Right. Or I got this size, but then had it taken in at the waist yeah. or tailored or whatever. I just think more people should be transparent about their sizing because who the heck cares? Yeah. It's just about what looks good on your body. Like, yeah. I think a lot of us have sizing issues in general. Like, yeah. I hate pulling a large. Yeah. But I know. if it means that I'm going to be more comfortable in it, it has mm-hmm. a looser, flowy look to it that I like. Yeah. Who cares? There no one knows. There have been times where I don't even realize I've done it until I leave. And I'm like, oh, I could have tried that the next size up. But it didn't even cross my mind. It's a, it's a mental issue we it all is. have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mental issue. It really is. Because I've done it so many times where I'm like, well, this is like kind of tight in my chest. Yeah. 
Like, but well, this just doesn't fit me. It just this doesn't is fit my size, and right. it's not fitting me. When I could have just tried on a large, right, and probably would have fit fine. Yeah, or it maybe would need to be taken in somewhere. But like, seriously, yeah. like, come on. Yeah, like that happened to me recently. I got an Under Armour sports yeah, bra we were talking about at this. Kohl's. And usually in things, I'm, like, a smaller medium. And, like, as we've discussed, I don't have big boobs at all. And I can only imagine one my size. <laughs> I know, right? So, so I tried on the medium. And this goes for Nike as well. I tried Which on their so medium weird. sports bras at Kohl's. And they were, like... And also, I have a long torso. So sometimes I think things just don't fit because it feels like it's, like, pulling on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this style is just not going to cut it for me. But I was like, well whatever, I'll try on the large. They put on the larges, and they fit me perfectly. And then I was like, what the hell? Are these children sizes? (laughs) I was like, you know, I'm not a large person. Like, if I'm a large, then what are other people wearing? It's like, this is ridiculous. You know, like, if I'm normally, like, a small in women's clothing, clothing, why am I a large in a sports bra? The average size of an American woman. Yeah. Is, is like 14, 16. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like a 6, 8. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. So, guys, sometimes you just gotta try on that. Just XL go up a or side, whatever. Find your size soulmate. Yeah. Also, try Mott and Bow jeans if you're in the market. I'll have to check them out. That's yeah. Guaranteed, I'll get an ad as soon as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Anyway. Wow. We talked about a lot. Yeah. We covered, yeah. We covered it all. <laughs> okay. All right. We did do everything, right? Yeah. We're not doing a listener question, as I mentioned. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Signing off. So, yeah. Thanks for joining. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. I've been reading a lot of the reviews. Have you been reading them? What, do we have new ones? I think so. Last time I went on, I actually saw some fresh ones. I oh, know. I haven't checked. Yeah. I'll have to look. So, anyway. Leave us a review. Do, say the inside jokes that we've been saying. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, when you leave a review, iTunes is like, oh, people like this. So help us out and yeah, do us a solid. Um, and don't forget that you can always send us your questions on anything, food, travel, budgeting. If you have that recommendation for a random destination you've been or we missed something, yeah. call Comfy us. jeans. Tell yeah. me about it because I'll order them. Who's your size soulmate? <laughs> um, our yeah. voicemail is 717 or sorry. And you can also message us on Instagram, which is at Passport Pizza Pod. Or did you say our email? No, I haven't said our email. Hello at passportsandpizza.com. Yeah. And then you can find our show notes with every single thing we talked about on our website, passportsandpizza.com. And uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, like personally, I'm at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore, and that's Sarah with no H. And I'm um, Roman Go Lightly, R-O-A-M, and Go Lightly. So, yeah, let's be friends. Yeah, and thank you to Laura's brother Will for our theme music, as always. And we'll see you next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Our okay. moms keep Our moms us. are like hitting us.